1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In a world where fossil fuel companies are terrified of school children, yeah. where world leaders are ignoring climate science, bing, bing, bong, bong. and nature is recreating doomsday movie plots, what will happen next, it's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism podcast.
3: Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about one of the giants of the 20th century culinary world, an American cook, author, television personality, and international celebrity. She's best known for introducing Americans to the delights of French cuisine.
0: Welcome. Child, we're going to have a salmon summer dinner tonight. Please welcome the one
3: and only Julia Child. Julia was born into a life of privilege on August 15, 1912, in Pasadena, California. Her father was a banker and landowner, and her mother was a member of the wealthy Weston family, owners of the Weston Paper Company. As was her family's tradition, Julia was sent to boarding school in Northern California for her high school years. Though she took a full college preparatory course load, Julia was more social butterfly than bookworm. She was extremely popular among her peers, and was an especially good athlete, standing at 6 feet 2 inches tall. Julia played tennis, swam, captained the basketball team, and served as president of the hiking club. Like her mother and aunt before her, Julia attended Smith College in Massachusetts where she majored in history and led an active social life. Julia graduated from Smith in 1934 and returned to California for a year before moving back to Massachusetts to attend secretarial school. She was there for just a month before she found a secretarial job at a home furnishing company in New York City. After being fired from her New York job for insubordination, Julia headed back to California. In 1941, knowing that the war was just around the corner, Julia began volunteering for the Red Cross in Pasadena. There, she headed the Department of Stenographic Services. Julia tried joining two of the U.S. military's organizations for women, but was denied from both because she was deemed too tall. Still, Julia wanted to play a larger role in the war effort, so she moved to Washington, D.C. in 1942 and took a job as a typist at the Office of War Information. Later that year, she moved over to a job as a junior research assistant for the intelligence branch of the Office of Strategic Services, the forerunner to the CIA. During her time with the OSS, Julia held a variety of positions. She even did intelligence work overseas from 1944 to 1945. She was stationed in India and then China. While working in India, Julia met Paul Child, an officer with the U.S. Foreign Service. The two married soon after World War II ended. In 1948, the Childs moved to Paris for Paul's work. Julia, now without a job, decided that she wanted to try her hand at serious cooking and enrolled at the famous Le Cordon Bleu cooking school. She stayed there for six months before beginning private studies with master chef Max Bunyar. In 1951, Julia and two French friends, Simone Beck and Louisette Bertol, started a cooking school together called the School of the French Gourmands. 10 years later, the three women published a seminal book called Mastering the Art of French Cooking. The book was meant to bring French recipes and cooking techniques to an American audience that often considered French cuisine too difficult and tedious. With this book, Julia Child launched her legendary career in the culinary world. That same year, Julia and Paul returned to the US and settled down in Cambridge, Massachusetts. After Julia made an appearance on Boston television, she was approached by the city's public TV station, which would eventually become PBS, to host her own cooking show. The French chef went on air in 1963 and was an immense success, running for over 200 episodes and making Julia a household name.
0: Your child presents the chicken sisters. Miss Broiler, Miss Fryer, Miss Roaster, Miss Caponette, Miss Stewer, and old Madam
3: Hen. She took home both an Emmy and a Peabody for her work on the show
0: you've got to have what the French call j'mon-foutisme, or I don't care what happens. The sky can fall, and omelets can go over all over the stone. The
3: French chef is credited with introducing Americans to French food that they could make at home, and generally popularizing French cuisine with the American public. Audiences love Julia's humor, enthusiasm, accessibility, and willingness to accept culinary mishaps while encouraging her audience to just keep cooking.
0: I'm going to learn. I shall overcome that sort of woman's liberation. And I mean, everything like that. If you're not going to be ready to fail, you're not going to learn how to cook. That's what that little lecture is all about.
3: She famously ended each episode with her signature Bon Appetit sign-off. So that's all for today. Bon Appetit. Julia went on to host a number of other hit TV shows, including Julia Child and Company, Dinner at Julia's, Baking with Julia, In Julia's Kitchen with Master Chefs, and Julia Child and Jacques Pepin Cooking at Home. She also published a series of additional cookbooks, including the long awaited Volume 2 of Mastering the Art of French Cooking. In 2000, Julia was appointed to the French Legion of Honor, and in 2003, she received the U.S. Presidential Medal of Freedom for her work. Julia died on August 13, 2004. She was 91 years old. Her legendary kitchen, made famous by her numerous cooking programs and decades on the air, was donated in its entirety to the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C where it remains on display for museum visitors today. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another remarkable tastemaker. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator.
0: Talk to you tomorrow. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control?
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: In a world where fossil fuel companies are terrified of school children. Oh, oh, yeah. Where world leaders are ignoring climate science. Bing, bing, bong, bong. And nature is recreating doomsday movie plots. What will happen next? It's up to you. Listen to the Outrage and Optimism Podcast.